Welcome to Divorce Diary Show podcast. I'm Michelle Trena, and this is Divorce Diaries. I'm so excited to be back from Cuyahoga Falls. The Ohio shows went great. I didn't get a chance to record last week a full episode because I was sick. I had a very bad um, sinus infection that was like I had to sleep the most of the the majority of days. Um, Hang on one second, guys. So when you get to one destination and you complete a goal or um, in this case, you feel like you've progressed and you feel that accolade of like, wow, I'm getting better at what I do, my crafting, my business is growing. But when you get to that destination and then you have to keep moving upwards, right, towards the bigger goal, um, do you ever feel lost? Because I feel like a little lost right now. Um, A little overwhelmed, a little, what do I do first? getting stuck on a few things. And I am gonna talk about the things I'm getting stuck on to see if I can find the tools that will help me and and if help you if you're feeling stuck. Um, One of the biggest things I get stuck on is that I'm not getting up at 5 a.m. like I used to, especially when I got sick, I I had to sleep in. Seven o'clock is like my sleep in. My daughter had a cold then I got it, whatever you wanna call it. I was on like Zithromax and like, it took out a week of me writing for like divorce diaries for other projects that I'm on. Um, I couldn't film for, for what's up New York because I was like, I had to rest. Otherwise I was going to lose my voice and get worse. And I had all these shows this past weekend. Um, so trying to get back up on the 5am wake up calls and getting focused and, 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 and then also like catching up. Right. So I've been focused and it's been throwing me off because my daughter's been coming into my room every night now again to sleep in my bed. And it's like, I can't get up at five. I got up at 6.30 yesterday and Monday, but today I didn't, I got up at seven because my, actually, no, I think just yesterday I got up at 6.30. My daughter, so I'm feeling lost not only in work, but in personal life a little bit and how to not stress out about certain things. You know, I have a co- an okay co-parenting relationship with my ex-husband, but there are not every single thing we don't agree on. And <clears throat> it's frustrating because I can't say too much. I don't want to cause a problem, but I have to say something when, you know, when you do trips with your kid and your co-parent doesn't do something you would agree with. I try not to cause a problem because we're all on a good page, him, his girlfriend, and myself. But I also don't agree with certain things. And I had to deal with that this weekend. And I had to write a long text about what I want next time. And he just kind of brushed me off by saying, like, didn't answer me and answered me. And I finally question marked him. And he like, okay. And I don't feel like he's going to adhere to it. But, like, at the moment, there's nothing I can do. I asked for it. He said, okay. And I'll have to wait and hope for the best the next time. Now, with that said, my daughter coming into my room now throughout the last couple of days makes me wonder, she, you know, she said she's scared. Like, what is going, like, okay. So now we have to get back on track with our schedule and our routine. And I'm also losing the morning time that I want for myself. But you know what? It's also on me. Like, I need to just pull my ass up and get up. Because writing for two hours before everybody's up, my daughter is up, helps me get ahead of the game. And where I'm at right now with Divorce Series is, it's like, where do I go from here? I shot this pilot. I'm doing the show still through comedy clubs. We're, you know, my we shot a special for Amazon Prime. But we still don't have an investor for season one. And it's it's frustrating because 
you know, the pivoting we're doing is to try to, to make the money ourselves. Um, or for me to make the money to film it. And I, I have to be honest, I'm not super positive about it because it's a lot of money to raise on your own. Um, but then again, I, I mean, there's people that do that, right? So I, I'm feeling frustrated. I really want to film season one. I know my director and producer listen to my podcast, so they're going to hear this and be like, you should or shouldn't talk about it. And I I do need to stay true to, I don't know, maybe they'll be okay with me talking about it. I, I do need to stay true to myself of what this Divorce Diary show is, which is really my authentic voice and the journey of my post-divorce life. Um you know, and we, I was talking with my producer about this, about how, you know, some people have said to me throughout the years of with doing divorce series is you shouldn't pigeonhole yourself into just divorce. I don't look at it like that. Now, yes, I'm sure people can pigeonhole me into whatever they want. They can pigeonhole me into being a hot fucking mess too. I live in the universe of divorce and wanting to find love. And, and that's what my universe is. So I get a little frustrated here and there. Sometimes I like, I shut the hell up and I just listen. And sometimes I don't. And I react about how this is what I, I feel comfortable discussing. And I, I don't, I, like, I feel comfortable discussing everything, but like, I don't know what else, like what other things I'm supposed to talk about because this is what I'm living and breathing. Um, and I also, have gotten from men specifically and i'm not talking about my producer my director or anybody in my like close friend circle um i don't think anyone in my close friend circle has said this but sometimes they give me this feedback of like you shouldn't man bash um and that frustrates me because i do have a lot of male followers that don't think i'm man bashing and i don't think i'm man bashing i'm i'm bashing in a, a funny way when i get a guy who doesn't treat me right you know what and they can do what they want towards women who they think are complaining about stupid shit. Fine, whatever, do what you want. Um, it's supposed to be entertaining and that's the goal, right? I want to be funny. I want to be my best self. So I just keep telling myself, look, take in the feedback, do what you are doing and write and work and write and work. And this weekend showed my progress. I had the owner of the club tell my manager that she's getting funnier every year. Boom. And out of the four shows, two of those shows were, I mean, they looked sold out. Like the Saturday night, 7.30 looked sold out. Like I didn't see any empty seats. Um, and then the two 9 p.m. show, the 9.30 shows were very small. But those those first two shows on each night were crowded. Like that makes me feel proud. That makes me feel excited. And like things are growing. Um, but I don't know how to get like bigger and expand. I know faster is not the key and I know it's hard, you have to be patient. But sometimes, again, I go down that comparison hole and I see other people growing exponentially and I'm not. Like I have 6,000 followers on Instagram. Should I have 10? I should have 10 by now, what's going on? And I, I, I keep telling myself to stop doing that and just focus on putting out good content and yourself and, and see what happens. So I hope, that's the, the way to handle it, right? Um, but I'm feeling lost. And in doing the feeling lost thing, I tend to procrastinate. So what do I do to get progress? What do I do to get out of that procrastination? Well, I'm right here speaking to you and I'm doing my podcast. I would suggest if you're like me, where you get stuck on something and your ADHD or your OCD is in full gear, 
find something you really love doing, especially that's connected to your work, because it's going to fuel your motivation. When you complete something in your work, it fuels you to feel, it, it makes you feel motivated and you feel accomplished. So whatever it is that you love to do that's connected to your work, get up and do it, regardless of how long you procrastinate or something, or you veer off task, because that will help you get back on track. And that's what I'm hoping in the next week, because I have so much catch up to play. Um, and on a, on a note of my own physical well-being, feeling a little lost about my body, like with my neck arthritis, my back hurting, uh, this PT is helping a little bit, but I got to be honest, the physical therapist that I'm going to, I feel like he needs a life coach, okay? I I think he's very sweet. I think the, the woman that works the front desk definitely needs something. But then again, I know I'm being judgmental, but it's like the other day I walk in and they have a cat in the physical therapist. Look, I love pets. For happy for you if you love a pet. I'm a dog person. Don't bring your fucking animal to a place where I have to lay on my back or my belly and you're touching, you're rubbing my body and I'm doing exercises and there's cat hair everywhere. I don't want that. This is this is not your home. Keep your fucking cat like I'm keeping my cat in enclosed doors, okay? And I I mean my vagina, so you get that, okay? We're going there, all right? I'm not taking any of my pets to your house, to your place of business. Keep yours at home. And they were like, oh, she's so cute. It's not, I was waiting for everybody else's reaction to be like, can you fucking put that thing away? And the physical therapy assistant was like, oh, are you, are you allergic? Well, it's too late if I am. You already have your fucking feral cat here, you idiot. And it, it just was bothering me. I'm a little lost why that's happening. And I really don't want to go back to them today, but I already have the appointment. I want the guy to work on my back. I don't even care about the stretches. I just want to be like, I'll do the stretches at home. Can you just massage my back for a few minutes? You fucking get, listen. Okay. And look, he's, I know it sounds judgmental. Look, people would, I'm sure the school moms look at me when I drop my daughter off and say, this bitch needs a life coach. But you know what? They're not coming to my house expecting services um, for their neck or back arthritis. I'm going to this place and getting charged for that. So I would at least appreciate for them to lint roll the cat hair off the chair I'm sitting on when I'm getting my heat. Like that that made me was like so skeeved out by that. Anyway, feeling lost about that. And I wanna take care of my body. I'm 41, I don't wanna feel this pain in the morning with my back and you know, that's a whole thing I have to deal with. So I gotta get, I got to get to a place where I'm not feeling lost. How do I not feel lost? I, I got up yesterday. I did some of my exercises. I went running. I'm going, I'm keeping my therapy appointment, whether there's a cat, a lion, a fucking elephant, a snake, uh, you, you know, I'm, there won't be any snakes here. I know because most of my ex-boyfriends work during the day. Um, speaking of love and the lack thereof i did receive a text from the guy that i talked about earlier on in my podcast the, the jewish guy who doesn't want to be with me didn't want to date me can't even see me for coffee um i don't think he listens to my podcast anymore so whatever he did receive i i was hoping to receive a text for mother's day he sent me the text um i did tell i said in my mini my my last episode which was the mini episode that he was in another state. He was traveling on the West Coast. And I definitely got a vibe that he was with somebody. Because I was like, why would you just go to Arizona by yourself? I don't know. I mean, I would do something like that. Like, I do travel for work. But this seemed a little odd. So I said, if he wishes me a happy Mother's Day, I'm responding very one-worded. I said, thank And he did. And I said, thank you. And that was it. So 
you know, and part of me thinks maybe he was just sending that as a, a message he sent to everybody because it was a very sweet message. It wasn't just Happy Mother's Day. He went on about how I deserve more than one day, wishing my mom a Happy Mother's Day too. all this other nonsense. But part of me is like, don't get hooked into that. He don't give a fuck about you. He don't even want to see you. So I just left it at that. Um, and so I, I assume he's moved on with somebody else, uh, which whatever. It definitely still makes me feel bad that this guy could not even date me because of religion and also you now obviously the moving forward with the stand up and everything um he couldn't he didn't feel comfortable being put into material or put into the podcast like i'm doing right now and i know a lot of guys don't want that i i just feel like at this point if you know me i'm gonna talk about people in my life in a way where i don't where i'm respectful but like if you're a man and you're misbehaving and you're acting like a dick fuck you Honestly, like this, the guy I met in Connecticut still hasn't answered me. And the thing was, he didn't have to even talk to me. He started talking to me at, at the party or the, the fucking show, walked me to my car. We exchanged Instagrams. He gave me his number. Um, he, uh, somebody's just messaging me on Instagram. Hold on. What is this guy? Do? Oh, I love when people send me these things. Here we go. Did you know? Yeah, I already auditioned for this. I've already auditioned for it. Look, this is what I love. Someone says, I thought you would be interested in this. This is on casting networks. So I am, I already auditioned for it. <clears throat> already auditioned for it. Already auditioned for it. I mean, I, I'm repeating myself, auditioned for it. Thanks. And this, this docu-series I was talking about on a side note with the, the love, what is this? A love docu-series. They still keep putting out castings. So it bothers me because I feel like, what the hell? How many castings are you putting out for this? Um, so all, all of this shit, even the love reality shows don't want me. And that bothers me because it's like, I want to be on these reality shows to actually find love. And they, I, I love a big Vanderpump Rules person. And they keep saying how Vanderpump Rules is such a hit because it's authentically true, right? It's these kid, these people are actually friends and that's why it's worked. So here's the thing. I really want to find love. Like I'm 110% in it to find love. And I look at these dating shows. I don't even really watch a lot of them, but <clears throat> I, I was watching, there's like the Jewish matchmaker and I, I was, fo I follow one of them on, on TikTok and really cool and exciting. I want to have her on um, the show because I was watching them on a news broadcast talking about what you need to do to find love. And I was like, well, I do do that. And I still don't find love. Like they were saying coming from a place of yes, which I feel like I do unless so a lot of those things i don't understand what i'm i'm trying to embody them and, and nothing's happening the opposite is happening so clearly i'm not following the directions correctly i don't know i'm missing a step but vanderpump rules is a show about authentically about these friends who worked in the restaurant and it, it works because it's authentic i want to find love i'm authentically wanting to go on these reality shows to find love i'm the perfect contestant but I don't get cast in them. And and then, you know, they, they try to like, oh, we really love your your other friend, like the, my friend who's a rabbi, bring him on. He doesn't want to do it. He don't want to fucking do it. He already told me he doesn't put his life out there. Okay, but he still did the interview. So now we're waiting. So either way, I'm fucked because even if they want to cast me 100%, they're going to want him because it's a good angle. I just want to be cast. Me, Michelle Trina, the crazy blonde, sweetheart, big heart, reactive, 
wants to be on your reality dating show because I want to find love and I don't have time to go on the apps and they overwhelm me. And the, most of the men I get attracted to when I'm at work are scumbags, physically, literally scummy. I mean, they're cute. They're cute scumbags. They're hidden, cute. Like they're hidden, but they're scummy. I get a lot of people that are like, this is why you're single. Yeah, I'm aware. I'm very aware that this is why I'm single. And then I get the guys that are nice that are like, oh, you look really gorgeous in that picture. I'm like, leave me the fuck alone. I don't want to talk to you. So where do I go from here? I'm, I'm lost, lost about love, lost about what to do. I, I see people giving advice, coaches, people, dating experts. I, I don't, I have to be the bah humbug screw. I'm the Scrooge of dating. I don't believe any of it works for me. And I, I I'm frustrated. It hurts, hurts me. Um, I know I'm probably doing something I shouldn't be to, to attract or feel attracted towards men that don't, um, even really want to talk to me. Like, it seems weird. Uh, it seems like the last year I've only been attracted to men who legitimately run away the second, like, I'd say I have feelings or that's not true. I would say that in the last year I get attracted to a man and the time frame from them saying they like me too, to then completely not talking to me gets slimmer and slimmer. So like with the Jewish guy, it was like a couple weeks with this guy. It was like a couple of hours where he's like, Oh, I like you. And then I was like, I like you too. And then five minutes later, you, he ran out the door. I don't understand what the fuck I didn't like I, something's not right. Mercury is in like retrograde of my love life and I'm fucking tired of it. Um, I'm a little lost. So we'll see what happens this summer. I really would love, love. I would love a romance. I would love to date a guy and feel in love and, and be with somebody who I can trust and not feel like, okay, my period's coming. This guy's going to really feel the wrath of me. Cause that's what ends up happening. I get like three good, strong, crazy weeks in the month now. And one normal week where I'm not on some weird hormonal craze with whatever's going on in my body at 41 acting like a nut job towards the guy. I'm like, why aren't you, why are you looking at my story? You're not messaging me back. Why are you not? Why is this? Who is this person that you liked on Instagram? Like, I don't, I hate going down that rabbit hole and that's what happens three weeks out of the month. Um, and the live show is, is doing well. I just <clears throat> feel like I am trying to separate myself as headliner and divorce diaries show star and creator. Right. And it's different. Right. So we're, tr you know, my producer and director who, uh, you know, Danny and David, who did the Amazon prime special working on the TV series together, want to shift with me. We are shifting the show to a theatrical version as well so that we can perform in theaters. And my concern is our theater is going to want me. I mean, they should, it's a great show, but I don't, I don't know. I, I need that validation by getting it. And I need to say, Michelle, look where, how far you've come in your life of performance and just going out and grabbing it. Like you can do this, but the summer seems slow right now. Like I don't have a lot of, um, I have a lot of stuff going on. I'm filming for a show in New York a web series. I am doing stand-up gigs and I'm doing kids gigs, kids gigs, meaning I perform children's theater as well with my theater company. I also adjunct, but my, I, I'm feeling overwhelmed with having to get all these slots together now, even for the fall. And it's, 
it's hard to do it all alone. Uh, it's, it's hard and not completely alone. I have a manager. I have, to, I have, I do have a team I can bounce ideas off of, but I don't have an assistant. I don't, I have to get out there and do it. So, um, again, like I feel lost of what to do first, how to get it all done. Um, and I guess that I just, you know, I think finding the right partner to feel good about during my day, have this love would also be a nice boost. I don't want it to be a distraction though. And I think love has also been a distraction in my life in the, in the last eight years of post-divorce trying to find this relationship or whatever. Um, so I don't know how to keep, I don't know which avenue will be the best avenue to grow. I don't want to say the fastest, but I, I don't want most effective. I don't know which avenue to take. Do I buy the blue check mark? Do I buy, do I ask for help from a social media expert? Do I um, get an OnlyFans? What is the direction I should take to grow most effectively with my brand? Michelle Trainer with Divorce Diaries, finding an investor. I'm joking about the OnlyFans. I don't want to do an OnlyFans, but I do do Instagram lives in my towel. And we're going to start doing that every Thursday night, by the way. I just um, thought of this idea. I, I hope that I grow the way I'm supposed to grow. Maybe I just have to trust the universe a little bit more, but every time I hit a destination, I, you know, where I'm like, okay, I did those shows. They went well. Now what, now what's next? Now, how do I do this? Where am I at here? You know, is my daughter, how can I juggle all this stuff with my child who is a competitive gymnast and needs to have hernia surgery. And she does, she has two hernias by the way. And all this stuff, it's a, it's a lot. Um, and I need to get laid and laid is the worst term to use. I need laying love. I need to get laid with love. That's what I need. And I am telling you the guys that in the last year, I, like I've said, don't want to do that. Even in the guys that I haven't slept with or haven't like connected with. And I've said no to they're supposed to be my friends. Didn't hear from them on happy mothers. You know, that's one thing. There was one guy I liked that I didn't sleep with that. I I'm glad I didn't. We're still friends. He didn't wish me happy mother's day at all. And he's, he's somebody that like, I'm like, well, if you're my friend, why wouldn't you do that? I it's small, but it's something that bothers me. Um, it also reminds me like, he's probably not thinking about me that much. So that's probably a very, very good reason I did not sleep with him. Um, and if you're wondering who he is, listen to the past episodes. I don't want to call him out by his occupation because then everyone's gonna be like, oh my God, really? Um, so everybody, every five listeners on the podcast. So, um, full of coffee, full of, uh, pep in my step, but a little lost. I'm the lost divorcee. That's what I am. I should fly back to never, never land to find, uh, no, that doesn't make sense. Well, Hey, maybe some of those lost boys on that Island got off, got divorced, and they're looking for a single mom. How you doing? All right, so this is what's coming up. New York City show is June 4th. I'm scared because the last time I did it, it was a very small audience. I don't want that to happen again. Um, I, I was hesitant to even do it again in New York City because New York's a hard market sometimes. I'm losing my mojo for promoting Divorce Diaries in New York City, but it's also like, this is where I'm from. I'm from Jersey, I'm from New York. The Jersey shows have sold well. I'm nervous though, so I got to get you out there to New York City. If you're in Jersey, come to the show. It's New York City. It's right here, boo. Sunday traffic is not that bad at 5 p.m. So come to the show. Um, and then I'm going to be in Richmond, August 19th, at the Firehouse Theater with Divorce Diaries. Now, 
We are also going to do a virtual screening of the pilot. I keep saying this I, and I haven't done it in a while. I do want to do a virtual screening in June um, because it's the pilot is still running the festival circuit. Just like I'm still running the dating circuit, even though I say I don't date, I'm running in it. I'm waiting. It's like I've submitted myself to a few places and nobody's responding. So fingers crossed, I'll get into some of those men and some of those festivals. Hey now. All right. No, they'll get into me because I can't go into them. Well, stay tuned for more Divorced Darius. Keep living your happily ever divorced after. If you're feeling lost, if you're feeling overwhelmed, get to the thing that you really love to do today. Today, I really love doing my podcast. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to record it and we're releasing it tomorrow because I'll be in New York um, filming. We'll be able to record tomorrow. So I did it. I got to the thing I want to do today and I'm here. If you veer off task, I don't know, do what I've been doing. I've just been putting earbuds in and listening to podcasts that just like make my mind relaxed, AKA anything with having to do with Bravo TV. New Day Cleveland uh, said that I should be on The Real Housewives of New Jersey and I laughed. I'm too poor to be on that show. And as a producer once told me, you are not aspirational TV, Michelle. Thank you so much. That's awesome, great. Keep living your happily ever F just a producer did say that to me a couple years ago, but it's okay. I'm going to prove that bitch wrong. I met I ran into Andy Cohen when I was a stand in in summer house last year, almost physically ran into him because I held the door for him. I said, good morning. Hello. And thank you all in the same breath. And that was a kismet sign that one day I'm going to be sitting in that, that clubhouse with Andy Cohen. It's going to happen. All right. Love you guys. Stay tuned for more divorce diaries. All Divorce Diary stuff, go to divorcediaryshow.com, michelletraining.com, sign up for my email list, watch the Amazon Prime special. Join me at a live show coming to you soon. And if you know any theaters near you, where you live, and you want to see the show there, send me an email, hit me a DM, reach out to me, and I'm going to make it happen. I love you guys. Stay tuned for more. I'm Michelle Trina, and this is Divorce Diaries.